This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, if you are wondering what is the best thing to keep you warm in a cold, wet Canadian winter, the answer, according to the RCMP, is a muskrat fur hat. And that is why the Mounties have put in an order for more of the hats, more than 4,000 of the hats. And they've been wearing them for years. But a couple of years ago, there was some controversy. Uh, Some groups wanted the Mounties to find an alternative that wasn't using muskrat. They tested it. They looked for one. They could not find one that was as warm. And it's this new order that has people talking about the muskrat hat once again. Well, joining us on the line to talk about this is Alan Herskovici. He is with the Fur Council of Canada, also a senior writer and a researcher at truthaboutfur.com. Alan, thank you so much for being with us. It's a pleasure. Uh, talk a bit about this, because when people, I think, sometimes hear this, uh, fur does get a bit of a bad uh, rep. Uh, people wonder how it's uh, uh, raised, how it's manufactured and such. Uh, what do you have to say about this latest uh, kind of, I suppose, the reigniting of the debate over the Mounties and the muskrat fur hats? Well, I, th- I think it's a good opportunity to talk about some of it. Um, for example, muskrats are all wild. All the muskrat we use are wild. Um, they're from nature. Muskrats are highly abundant. They're very, very abundant all across uh, North America. Muskrat is really a uh, semi-aquatic rat, uh, as the name says, uh, and they, are, they do reproduce. And uh, In fact, they have to be culled in, in certain areas. They have to be controlled in some areas. They can cause damage. They can block culverts uh, on agricultural land. They can undermine land. Um, in parts of Europe, like Belgium and Holland, where they're, they're, they're not even particularly using the fur and it's not very good quality, um, the government actually pays uh, hunters and trappers to, to cull muskrats. In fact, they kill more muskrats in a little country like Belgium than we do in, in all of Canada. Um, so, you know, there is an abundance. It, 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 it's from the wild. Um, the, all across Canada, basically, um, the trappers uh, have courses that they follow now. I mean, Canada is also, because the other concern people have as well, I mean, is it cruel? Is, it, is, is the trapping done humanely? Uh, Canada, we should be happy to know, is the world leader in humane trap research uh, since over 30 years. There's been immense changes in, in trapping methods. Trappers now have to follow courses. Even if you'd been a trapper for, for all your life, you'd have to have followed a course before you got your license to learn the new uh, trapping methods, uh, which are you know the most humane possible. And the research continues. It's run by the Fur Institute of Canada. It's managed uh, for the government. Uh, the, uh, and, um, you know, so, I mean, it's done responsibly. It's done sustainably. Um, now, as you said in your, in your intro, you know, the RCMP actually did research, is there a better material? It's nice to hear that sometimes the, the old things, the natural material, you know, it does work the best. But um, even from an ecological point of view, there's a very strong argument uh, to, to use part of the surplus that nature produces. Um, and where we where there's um, a bit of a controversy is because um, we do have certain groups in society now who feel that we just shouldn't be using animals, and that's not just about fur. Uh, animal rights groups now, you know, argue, you know, that we shouldn't use animals uh, even for food, um, you know, or leather or wool or you know any any of these animal uses. And people certainly, you know, have a right to their to their opinions and to their choices and. Um, but from an ecological, from an environmental perspective, the 
all the, the top conservation authorities in the world, like the World Conservation Union, the IUCN, uh, United Nations Environment Program, all support today um, the sustainable use of what's called like renewable natural resources. In other words, using part of the surplus nature produces. And, you know, most animal species, like most plant species in nature, produce more than, than can survive to adulthood. Uh, most don't make it. They feed others, and that's how nature works. And, and we're part of that cycle, and we too can use, you know, you know part of what nature produces. So, you know, it's not just, um, yes, it, it's functional. Yes, it's part of our heritage for in Canada, but it's, it's not something from the past. It, it makes a lot of sense at a time when we're trying to act in a more you know, ecological way. Uh, is there any concern that the RCMP has said that the fur must be from either eastern Canada or, for New, or from New York State? That, they're saying that because that's where you're getting the best quality, um, you know, the highest quality muskrat. Because of the, the weather and the, you know, the climate and, and the conditions, you have a muskrat with a very dense, high-quality fur. So that's, that's what they're doing there. They're just trying to get a good quality that's going to last a, a long time. And, and there, too, it's, it's a very interesting, you know, like, as you said, you know, the, the sort of debate. Because, you know, our society is putting everything in question, and we're trying to understand what's the best way to live, uh, to protect nature, um, and here you have different views that, 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 that interact. You know, one, some people say, well, we really shouldn't kill animals. Um, but the other one, you understand more of, of how nature really works. And, of course, part of the problem here is for the first time in, I guess, human history, uh, most of us live in cities. And, and, and most Canadians, you know, a couple of generations ago had family on the land, on the farm, and you know, you'd go in the summer, and people learned about this. But today, most of us live in cities, and don't really have that contact, so we don't really learn about this, um, that, uh, you know, there does have to be controls, and um, we do call, uh, you know, muskrats, uh, beavers can, you know, build dams in the wrong places, and your you know, next thing your house is flooded, or your road, or fields, or, or habitat, uh, you know, certain other species, foxes, uh, you know, coyotes, uh, raccoons can carry rabies, uh, you know, and there's many reasons why, 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 why some culling takes place, but to understand that um, it's not against nature um, to do this. It, 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 in fact, I suppose if you want to put it in biological terms, as humans we play a bit of the role uh, uh, as a predator in, in, in the ecosystem. Um, you know, and predators are not bad things. Um, they, they have a role. They play a part in keeping a balance. There, there's only so much habitat. And, and, and uh, in fact, when you keep populations under control, often the animals that are there are in better health. The, the, the populations are more stable or healthier. So even from an animal welfare point of view, it, it, it's often better, you know, to, to, have, to have management, you know. Uh, and that's, in Canada, I think we can be, be happy to, to know that it, it's extremely well done. I mean, all trapping in Canada is, is strictly regulated by the provincial wildlife departments. Uh, you know, the biologists, you know, analyze it. They're, they're the ones that set the regulations. It's based, as I said, on research. And by the way, all trapping in, in Canada, you know, is in accord with the agreement on international humane trapping standards, which has been signed with Europe and Russia. And, and so, uh, 
So, so, yeah. so what does that look like? Because I think that's where there's that disconnect. And you make a good point. There, are, We do mostly live in cities. And there's that disconnect between knowing how that's done and the end product. Uh, so when we say that, because I think of something like mink farming, and it's very difficult. On the one hand, the, the people who are opposed to that, you, you, get, you see these graphic videos and these horrific conditions. But then when you go to the, the farmers, you see these very humane conditions and, and the two sides are pitted against each other. And it's right. very difficult to get to, to find out exactly what's right. going on. So when we talk about that, yeah. when we talk about humane trapping, what does that look like? Well, I mean, you know, you gave the example of mink farming, too, and just a, a quick word on that, which is, you know, um, today, because of Internet and so on, if you get one example of an animal in bad condition on a farm somewhere on the planet, that video can go on and on and on, you know, everywhere. And let's say it, nothing is perfect. And, and like everything, you know, there'll be some farm somewhere that gets in trouble. But, but generally, understand that, you know, and we have mink farms in British Columbia. Um, farmers have every interest. To, to give good care to their animals on, on farms because it's the only way you can produce good quality fur, if for no other reason, aside from the fact that farmers want to do a good job. Uh, and, and that's part of it, too. You know, some of these cr- criticisms sometimes are, 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 I guess, insulting, you know, to the people who live on the land, whether it's farmers or whether it's trappers in this case, you know, as if these were people who didn't care, uh, as if these were people who didn't care about nature. Um, trappers are some of the last people in our society who do spend a lot of time in nature and, and, and obviously, you know, love to do so and, and have great knowledge uh, and respect for nature, you know, more than most of us. We all care about nature, but most of us just aren't there. Um, you know, what, what, what does humane trapping mean? Generally, I mean, Canada, as I said, is a world leader. It's put over 30 years of research. The basic principle, uh, it was started with the Canadian Federation of Humane Societies. Uh, animal welfare groups have worked with the government and with the Fur Institute to develop these norms. Generally, what you're trying to do in humane trapping, the basic concept is, you know, a wild animal generally doesn't want to be held or restrained for any reason. Um, their instinct is, is to flee, you know. Um, so generally, the goal is that the animal should die as quickly as possible after capture, immediately, ideally, and muskrat very, very quick. Uh, so that's your goal, and that's what the research is, 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 is trying to achieve. But, you know, it's a bigger question. Um, and, and by the way, in this case of the, of the, of the hats, you notice the RCMP uh, also has wool chooks, and, and I, I believe one of these groups, you know, in Vancouver that's been criticizing the, the choice, you know, was saying, well, they could use wool chooks. Um, the, the, the RCMP is not imposing this choice on anyone. My understanding is that each officer is able to decide for themselves whether they want a muskrat hat for comfort and warmth and so on, or if they want a wool juke. So mm-hmm. nobody is imposing this. I think that's important, too. And this is very much, I think, a question of, of choice. Like, some people think they shouldn't eat meat or, or don't want to wear leather, and, and, and they can choose that. But that doesn't mean that you try to impose that idea necessarily on everybody else. And, and they are complex uh, questions, but I think it's interesting to realize that, you know, from an environmental perspective, and this is not a debate in, in the conservation uh, world among, you know, uh, environmentalist conservation authorities, there is no debate. It, it's, we are encouraged to use uh, what nature produces, a part of that surplus. And ironically, some of these animal rights groups now that, that feel that, you know, we should never use animal products, they say, look, we don't need it anymore. We've got these great synthetics now. We, we have other materials. Most of those synthetics come from petroleum today. And I, I'm not against necessarily the petroleum industry. That would be a bit silly. But uh, 
petroleum is a non-renewable resource, and as we know with various you know problems that can be associated with it. So when we can actually you know have something from the land, and and again, many of us in our in our food today, we we try to buy organic, or we want to buy you know that's the way we make the compromise between not using animals at all, or 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 or, or just anything, we'll often say, well, I want to make sure the animal was well-raised and that it's organic and, uh, you know, local, by local. Well, here's the case with muskrat, where we're using animals that are in nature, in, in free in nature their whole lives, except for the few that get taken, because it's a very small proportion of the population. Um, it's local. It's something from Canada, from our land, something that nature produces, whether we use it or not. Um, as opposed to some synthetic, which, uh, you know, is probably made in some factory in China. I mean, I don't want to be critical of China or factories, but, you know, here's something where, where the money, you know, is going to people on the land. This is, you know, this, this order by the RCMP is, is returning, you know, taxpayer dollars to, to rural co- uh, communities. Uh, and I think that's something also that, that's, that's worth thinking about. All right, Alan, we're out of time. I have to leave it there, but I thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Thank you. It's a pleasure, and, and you know, to make a plug, if anybody wants to know more, truthaboutfur.com, that's why we created it, is, is just to explain some of this, because, because of the sort of soundbite world we live in, these questions are, take a little bit of time, and we rarely hear them. So I do appreciate, you know, you asking about it. All right. Thanks again so much. That is Alan Herskovici. And again, truthaboutfur.com if you want to check out the white spot, the white spot, the website. Don't know where that came from. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.